It's Fox Top 5, the podcast where the hosts always agree to disagree. This week on Fox Top 5, Laura Laura Ingle. I thought it was cool going through the list and looking at how much that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga did do together. It wasn't just that song, of course. And Mike Mike Gunzelman. Elton John's Can You Feel the Love Tonight, which ended up winning a Grammy, to I Just Can't Wait to Be King, to, you know, In the Jungle. Plus, it just brings me back to being young again. Come together to share their top five movie soundtracks. Here are this week's hosts, Laura and Mike. Welcome to Fox Top 5. I'm Laura Engel, Fox News Senior Correspondent. And today I am joined by Mike Gunzelman. We know him as Guns around here. <laughs> Fox News headlines 24-7 trending, entertainment and sports reporter. Hey there. Hey, great to be here. Excited. In the same room at the same time. How about that? Human contact again. What is happening? We are six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just for everybody out there, we are yes. following the rules. Yes, but yes, But still, yes. it feels good to see somebody. I've been living in New York City for the last year and a half, two years, uh, alone. So it feels good to see another human being because it uh, was a little rough at times. You know? I would so. imagine so. <laughs> but here you are in, in our big radio ranch here on the 15th floor of 1211. Feels good to be back. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we got this uh, kind of assignment just to talk about our top five movie soundtracks. Uh, every week on this podcast, Fox hosts, reporters and personalities get together to share their top five of any given topic. So how lucky right. are we that we got the top five movie soundtracks can't be and, and the great thing about soundtracks is obviously we've all seen movies but there's some sort of special connection when a, a, a song comes at a, a specific moment or a particular moment in a film that when you hear that song elsewhere it brings you to that movie and that magic moment right and that's why i'm so excited to talk about this because it, it can go vice versa you, you know you can be around your friends and be like oh did you ever see it from this movie and then right. you know kind of just delve into that so the music and the soundtrack is so key and so important when it comes to movies, I feel like some films kind of drop the ball with that. Yep. But those that do a really good job really kind of take that movie to the next level. Absolutely. And it transports you back in time, too, right? For the first time you saw the movie, what it made you feel like, what age you were, what you were wearing. If you can remember, you know, if you were right. for me, I mean, I went down an Aquanet rabbit hole. I mean, I was going back and I don't know, I, you probably don't know what Aquanet is, but it's a big hairspray that we wore back in high school okay. um, that, you know, really brought some of these memories back as I was going through it. So, you know, we're talking about the music being this incredibly important element. Um, you know, the dynamic too. Um, you know, when I think about some things that scream out um, of these movies that we all have fell in love with, I'm I'm kind of nervous to see if we have the same, <laughs> the same soundtracks, the same movies. I feel like there are some classics, but there's also, as you said, some that might mean something special to you. Or maybe, you know, is it, it's, it's also interesting because is it the full soundtrack or is it like, well, this one song on the soundtrack made this scene so memorable right. that that's why I, I love the whole soundtrack because of this one scene. So it could definitely go a couple different ways. So I'm excited. And what I'm did fun. you do about the concert movies? Like that, that, that was like cheating. And so I didn't include some of those. I, I, I did not include the, uh, like the, the biopics you mean and like the, like Queen and, the and, and yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, things right. like that. Yeah. I, I I didn't include those, so I okay. think we'll be good on that. I actually went for, for movies themselves. I think, All right. I think. So, so let's do it, Mike. <laughs> number five. What is your number five movie soundtrack? Okay, so I'm taking it back 20 years. This movie was... Uh, 
I feel like has become a cult classic since, but it's Cameron Crowe's Almost Famous. All right. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable, unbelievable movie. Uh, Kate Hudson ended up winning two Golden Globes for it. And of course, the I, I consider it one of the best music movie scenes ever is they're all on the bus. And the story is this, this, this young journalist who gets to travel the world uh, for a cover story for Rolling Stone and he's traveling with this uh, this band and clearly he shouldn't be there but they gave him this opportunity and a chance and, and in this one scene the band hates each other they're, they're about to break up they're on this long bus ride home everyone's not talking to each other and Elton John's Tiny Dancer plays and it's and all of a sudden, you know, somebody starts tapping their foot a little bit and they start looking at each other and then they just start singing Elton John's Tiny Dancer and Elton John himself gives credit to this movie because Tiny Dancer wasn't even a single in the UK because the radio stations hated it so much. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until this movie that Elton John was like, let's go. Like it it became a big thing once again. So in addition to that, it's got some great songs. It's got Paul Simon in there. It's got Pete Townshend, like all sorts of great, great um, artists and stuff. And and that's my number five because that Tiny Dancer scene, YouTube it right now if you're not familiar with it. And I guarantee you'll feel something after seeing it. It makes you happy. Yeah. It makes you happy. And now I have to reveal it is on my list and we'll get to where it is on my list. But uh, But at least we're on the same mindset, though. Absolutely. And you know what I did this last year? I don't know where it came up, but I actually bought it was called the Penny Lane Coat. If you know the movie and she wears this coat that's like corduroy and has this fur and it's very 70s. It's it's very cool. And I ended up buying it and it's my Penny Lane Coat. Maybe that's what I should do for Halloween. This is I I appreciate you so much more now that you know this movie because not everybody knows it, but those How that is that do, possible? And isn't it weird? I mean, it's been, what been 20 was it, years. 20 it's, years. Been, it's been 20 years. And it's such a classic. And like Kate Hudson is so great in it. And just there's laughter, there's comedy, but it also kind of like, you know, tugs at your heartstrings as well. And do you know that there's a podcast? I haven't gotten through the whole thing, but there's an actual almost famous podcast about everything about this oh, movie. Oh, I got to check that out. That's yeah. great. Well, yeah. there we go. All right. That's a good, that's a good one. All right. All right. So, you know, I kind of, I kind of jumped the shark here because I, I have what I have for my number five. I after I compiled the list, I thought it should probably be closer to number one. But I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. Okay. Rockstar. Okay. Do you know the movie? Yeah, of course, absolutely. Mark yeah, Wahlberg. Yeah. Uh, this, of course, tells the story of the. <laughs> it's, it's one of the greatest stories because, first of all, it's happened a few times in real life where there's a tribute band, and then the real band has a problem, and they go searching for somebody who can replace the downed singer or guitar player or drummer, and they find it in a some kind of a tribute band or a cover band, and that's what this movie is about. And one of the main reasons why I put Rockstar on is because. The actual title track, Rockstar, is by Everclear, one of my all-time favorite bands. Nice. And yeah. I, my husband is in a band and currently doing covers, and I asked the band to learn that song because it's just one of those songs that absolutely makes you want to stand up and you know throw a television out the window. And just go wild. <laughs> it's also great that it's Mark Wahlberg as well. You know what I mean? Like Some right. people forget that he was the, a part of that part of that film and, and you're exactly right that that story can like you know whether it's think of all those bands that have replaced their frontmen, you yeah. know throughout the journey. year whether it's journey yeah. and obviously queen's now back you know with adam lambert now obviously since freddie mercury's uh passed on but just it, it totally does happen or you know they, they get into a fight with the lead singer and they're like all right you're out you know right. like 
Let's not even talk about Van Halen then. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, I feel like that can go without, you know, unsaid, you know. You know? Right. And so Jennifer Aniston's in this, of course, playing the girlfriend. And it's just it's just such a fun movie. And it's not just the song Rockstar, which is my favorite. Uh, but you've got Wild Side from Motley Crue, Stand Up, which is repeated over and over again um, in this Stranglehold, Ted Nugent. And I think you and I have talked before. I'm a former rock DJ. And so when I was a rock DJ in Sacramento, my hometown, KRXQ, 93 Rock. Shout uh, out. I, Shout out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to put, when I put on Stranglehold, that's when you could like go check your mail, go get something to eat. Did you know <laughs> it was, was going to go? I think it's over eight minutes. Take so. a power nap. You yep, know, yep, whatever you yep. needed to and do. And long live rock and roll. Uh, Richie Blackmore, Ronnie James Dio uh, in that as that well. That is stacked. Yeah. Okay, good. I like so, that. That's a good number five. That is a good yeah, number yeah. five. Could All be right. higher though, like you said, but I think that's, I think, I think we both have good solid number fives for sure. Number four. Where are you going with number four? All right, so I'm kind of like you where I was just like, all right, what do I do? Because this is hard because all these soundtracks kind of mean something different and and they can hit at different times. But something that's really been popular, especially now that I've been able to receive friends the last couple months and life's getting back to normal and all of a sudden we're going to clubs and bars and, you know, they have the touch tune jukebox that you can download songs for is uh, the Hamilton soundtrack. Ooh. Hamilton really has taken, you know, a lot of people, regardless of age, love Hamilton, but especially with like the millennials and the Gen Zers, Hamilton is now being like remixed at clubs. It's being played at bars and everyone's just go is going, not going to take my shot, like just going back and forth. And I'm telling you, it was I, I, I was at multiple places this past summer and Hamilton, you put it on and people are going wild. That for Hamilton. is so interesting. Yeah. Well, first of all, that you've been out in bars and clubs in the last year, but second of all, that. <laughs> That, that is what's happening. That's yeah. that is a good insight. And I haven't I've never seen Hamilton on Broadway. I've seen obviously the the streaming version of it. Would love to see it on on Broadway, but still you listen to it and I know somebody that's been training for the uh, Chicago Marathon and Hamilton is their pump up music while they train. Really? So if you if you listen to it, especially with headphones, you know, you start moving and, and kind of get to it. Yeah. I may have to give this a listen. I may have yeah. to. I, I haven't gotten deep into it. Yeah. So that is a good one to add to your list, especially workout. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. My number four. Okay. Again, I'm reaching back. Okay. I'm going it's back. Okay. I'm going back. And I'm, I mean, and I'm not aging myself, but I'm going to go with the big chill. Okay. The Big Chill. You know this movie? I, so I, I'm familiar, but you got to remind me about the soundtrack here because it's so, been a minute. Yeah. Right. So this is a group of, you know, old college friends who are now older. Uh, Glenn Close is in it. You, you might have to go back and Google it, do some YouTubing. Um, but they all come together for the funeral of one of their friends, Alex in the movie, who was um, at one time the brightest and best of them. And they get together. They rent a house. And it's funny because my my friends and I, we get together every summer and we rent a house in Lake Tahoe. And I, st- I used to call it. I'm like, oh, it's our big chill weekend. And they're like, can you please stop saying that? Because the big chill is about getting together for somebody who died. And I say, OK, stop oh. calling it the big chill. Uh, <laughs> Out but, of everything, you, you think you could come up with a different example. Right, right? But I mean, just this old friends getting together and they're all eating and they're drinking. Sure, and they're memories and, and yeah, making fun you know, of it's each just other. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's one of those types of movies. Totally. So you can't always get what you want by the Stones. Classic. Wider shade of pale. And Ain't Too Proud to Beg by oh. The Temptations, The Weight, okay. which I just like, I could just put that on repeat forever. And of course, that's by the band. Give me some lovin'. 
um, performed, uh, written by Steve Winwood and performed by the Spencer Davis Group. But, you know, that's you, you hear it and you know the song. Of but, course. Uh, you know, just some, some old goodies in this one. And that's just one of the ones that I remember, even though the subject matter at times is tough in this movie, it's just the music makes you feel, I don't know, even if you didn't grow up in this era, it's move, it's music that brought people together then. I think it brings people together now. Makes me want to give a warm hug. Right. Timeless. Yeah. Timeless. Absolutely. So the big chill, number four. I like that. And even what's great about that is kind of what we said in the beginning is it doesn't have to just be one song. Like you just write off five, six songs right that that are all jams. Right. That are all such good songs that hold up on their own. But collectively on the same soundtrack, let's go. Let's go. Put it together. (laughs) Number three. All right. So what do you think? Number three. All right. So. This one, I might get some laughs here or some criticism here, but when we're talking about soundtracks, and, you know, there are a lot out there, but I'm thinking soundtracks, and I've had this debate with with, with friends in the past, and I think this soundtrack can still always hold up, and I'm going with the Lion King soundtrack. Ooh. <laughs> okay? Okay. Because, listen, I mean, I always had this debate, what's the best soundtrack, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, or Lion King, when it comes down to Disney, because they all had their hits. Right. Beauty and the Beast, of course, had their hits, Whole New World with Aladdin, but Lion King kind of tops it, and if you hear that, uh, I mean, where do you begin? Of course, the Circle of Life with the, the opening yes. track, it, the, immediately, the as soon as you hear that opening note that opening uh you know chant or whatnot the singing in it you immediately know what it is but then you have like akuna matata which is always still a jam to um elton john's can you feel the love tonight which ended up winning a grammy to i just can't wait to be king to um you know in the jungle plus it's, it just brings me back to being young again but now they have nieces and they're loving and appreciating the album right and of course elton john kind of did make it into that top you know top 40 with um, can you feel the love tonight? I think you listen to Lion King, you'll definitely smile wherever you are. If, if a song randomly comes on, I think that's a pretty You're good You're bringing three. me back to, so I have an eight-year-old, and so we went to one of the exhibits and one of the musicals, or, you know, one of the plays that they did there at Disney. So you're bringing me right back to being in that second row and watching them come out. And uh, that is, you know, that is a very good pick. Is that all right? I, yeah, th- I think yeah. it's a really good pick. And I'm now I'm regretting not going down the Disney hole and looking at the soundtracks because I, I really went more for high school. I, I guess I went back to high school. I don't know what yeah. what I did here. But, but I, yeah. <laughs> we did two very different things. But there's and, something, I mean, if anything Disney, knew how, and Disney knows how to do, it's how to make really, absolutely. really great soundtracks. And, you know, something like The Little Mermaid. I, I mean, there's so, and even more modern day ones for sure as well that, um, you know, it, that they just, they just kind of hold those feelings for you. Like I should but, pick Moana. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, well, my nieces love them. Yeah, exactly. So I went with that for three. It's a little bit different, but I, I you can't go wrong with Lion King, I don't think. The countdown continues after this. Well, now let's see how your number three compares to my number three. And uh, (laughs) again, I'm trying not to date myself here, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go old school and I'm going to go high school. I'm going to go fast times at Ridgemont High. Classic. Love that. Fast times at Ridgemont High. Tell us some stories about this movie. Tell us about (laughs) Well, let's see. Trying to keep it clean. uh, Trying to keep it clean. But, you know, I went back and I was like 1982. That was 1982. I wasn't in high school in 1982. But I'm just saying that it played during that decade. Uh, over and over again. And of course, this is, you know, from Cameron Crowe, the screenplay from Cameron Crowe, which I always loved that it's based on his book, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, a true story. He went undercover at Claremont High School in San Diego and wrote about his experiences. 
Did he really? He yes. Wow. Yeah. So that's so oh, that's you know great. to be yeah. a fly on the wall. He was the fly. This is the wall. Ridgemont High. Um, so of course the film goes through the school year and the lives of the sophomores uh, that we know as Stacy and Mark and Linda mm-hmm. and Mike, uh, Jennifer, Jason Lee, and Brian Backer and um, Phoebe Cates. And of everybody's, course, I mean, everybody's in Sean that movie. Sean Penn, <laughs> um, you know, with Jeff Spicoli and who can forget that. And Brad, Stacy's older brother, played by Judge Reinhold. Um, so, of course, there's the uh, swim scene that happens. Uh, but Raised on the Radio, let's talk about the music. Raised on the Radio, um, that was uh, done by the Ravens. Somebody's Baby, Jackson Brown. Mm. Um, Love Rules, Don Henley. I was going through this. I'm like, why did I love it so much? And Fast Times, the best years of our lives is the actual name of the song, Billy Squire. Right. So I used to play Billy Squire when I was a DJ uh, back in the day. Oingo Boingo is in there. Uh, Don Felder is in there. I got to give a shout out to Timothy B. Schmidt. Uh, he has a song in the soundtrack, So Much in Love. Timothy B. Schmidt, fun fact, is from Sacramento, where I am from. There you go. And uh, some Stevie Nicks in there. So, and the Go-Go's. Can't go right. And, and with that type of film, I completely, first of all, that film is classic. All-time cast as well. And that music added to it just makes it that much more, I mean, makes those scenes so much right. more special. <laughs> I mean. Well, and so, I mean, I don't want my son watching it, that's for sure. Um, but that, you know, there's a lot of tough subject matter in that film as well. But again, it's about the soundtracks that transcend you back in time that remind you what you were doing when this came out and what when those songs were on the radio what car you were driving you know what right. were you what were you up to what was your first job or what job were you in when this uh, came out so that's that's kind of the fun part about soundtracks and, and music as a whole is it brings you back to that period in your yeah. life and and the themes from a movie like that uh, you know everyone can relate to those high school you know what i mean those overarching themes right. still and even post high school still matter and still are relatable even all these years later right and the kids yeah. on my block uh, where i live are you know it's all about high school musical and you know they're talking about stuff that i you know i haven't seen and i think mm-hmm. about what's different now and compared to what it was back then so uh, maybe this is reserved for when they're maybe out of high school there you go. <laughs> Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Number two. Yeah. All right. Where are we? Number, number two. two. What do uh, you got? All right. So number two, I went with a musical because we're talking, listen, we're, this is our top five list, people. Yeah. So it's like you got to bring in all... Got to bring it from all areas, in all uh-huh. sectors. Uh-huh. And uh, I went number two. I went with another one where I, I'm a big hype guy. Like, I love everyone having a good time. You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. want everyone to have a good time, whether it's my birthday, whether I'm at a bar, whatever it might be. I want everyone to have a good time. And anytime any of these songs come on, you're guaranteed that boys and girls, men and women, everyone will get moving to it. I'm talking about the Grease soundtrack. Oh, man. Let's go, right? Oh, I, I concur. Can't, I concur. Right? Good Can't pick. go wrong. Good pick. How did I not think of that? Unbelievable. It's such a good one. And I, it still holds up all... My mom used to play it for me on, on a record player. Literally, she had the, the original record, and that's what we do. Like, on weekends, she would play records rather than, like, mm-hmm. cassettes or whatnot. And, uh, and I mean, come on now. I mean... Uh, you're the one that I want. Grease Lightning to Summer Nights. Like, I mean, 
Uh, unbelievable. And what a movie, too. Tell what me, a movie. Tell me the truth. Did you sing it with your friends? Did you <laughs> pretend that you were the T-Birds? Come on. Oh, oh, oh the uh, Especially with the, you're the one that I want, how it, the boy, the, the men had their time, or Grease Light, the men had their part, and then the females, of course, you knew what the high school dances that was happening. Yes. Oh, like middle school dances? <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. What am I talking about? This past weekend, we were singing it with <laughs> each other. Come on now. Now, see, I want to be a fly on the wall for that. Come <laughs> on. Good times. We got to roll some tape of that so we can watch Good that. times, yeah. <laughs> but what what a what a soundtrack though. Probably one of my like as far as musicals go. Like I mean, still holds up. I mean, Greece. I mean, oof. it like, does. It does. In fact, that reminds. Well, we do a lot of. Uh, movies in the backyard for the kids in our neighborhood and so we like to do you know the big screen that's a good one maybe maybe not right away maybe they need to be a little bit older maybe there's maybe there's a cleaner version of it but <laughs> but that is a really good one and yeah. that again is something that you can sing along to uh for years and decades yeah. my number two is something that is new that is was old and it's been redone and it's kind of Almost a cheat in a way because there's so much of the same artists, but I'm going number two with the new version of A Star is Born. Oh. With Lady yes. Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Now it. again, it's 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 a lot of them. You're not going deep with a ton of different artists. Um, but of course, Shallow is something my and my eight-year-old runs around the house screaming oh, and singing that one too. He <laughs> Tell me something. You know <laughs> As soon as you what an opening note, you know what I mean? As soon as you hear, and that song was played all the time. All on the, the radio. time. All the time. But it, I thought it was I thought it was cool going through the list and looking at how much that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga did do together. It wasn't just that song, of course. There's a lot more on there. I'll yeah. wait for you. Um, and then Lady Gaga does Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And Cooper does Alibi. And Trust Me does Cooper and Gaga and Dig in My Grave. And uh, Unbelievable, How Did You Hear It? Boy, they, I mean, they just, they yeah. put, you know what the thing is, too? It's just they put their back into it. Like they, you know, for Bradley Cooper to go through what he did to get ready for this film. Right. And obviously she's amazing. And all the awards show how amazing that they are. But it's it's timeless, too. I think that this is going to be a timeless soundtrack. And the chemistry that they both had on screen together, but also being able to sing these songs. And then and you hear it. You're exactly right, because it reminds you, you know, you hear some of these songs and it puts you into that movie, which became massive. And then all, like you said, all the mainstream awards that they came out of it. That doesn't really happen these days that right. much. And here you have Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And, like I said, it comes down to chemistry and they really were able to play off of each other and really care about it. They didn't, have, you know, do a half job. You no. know, they really went in. And it's it. one of those movies, too. You're scrolling around, you're you're going, you're bouncing around your movie channels. And whenever that is on, I I stop. Yeah. I'm like, OK, what are they up to? Like, where, where are we in the movie? <laughs> I want to see what's happening. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Am I happy or am I really sad? <laughs> <laughs> Which part of that? Yeah. Which gets really That's a, I like that one. That's a classic. Yeah, I know. And it's also, you know, it's got that modern twist to it as well. And those songs will be going for, for years to come. Number. 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 Number one. Five, four, three. Number one. All right. Are we here? Let's, Drum roll. We go into number one. Let's do it. All right, so here, I want everyone to kind of just envision this. Might be like a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, you're scrolling through, or and this movie just starts, and all of a sudden, a feather starts flying in the wind, with a little bit of a piano playing in the background, and then it's going to land 
on somebody who's sitting on a bench. And that person will be Tom Hanks, also known as Forrest Gump. And the Forrest Gump soundtrack is unbelievable. They, that the amount of money that they spent on the rights is ridiculous. I just got, I had, I, let me just go through some of these songs, okay? Yeah, hey, because I mean, I'm trying to remember some so of it's the- got It's got Hound Dog by Elvis, Fortunate Son by Credence, Sugar Pie, Honey Bunch, Four Tops, Aretha Franklin, Respect, California Dreamin', Buffalo Springfields for What It's Worth, The Birds with, of course, the classic, Turn, yeah. Turn, Turn, Skinnered with Sweet Home Alabama, yes. Go Your Own Way, Fleetwood Mac, On the Road Again, Willie Nelson, and of course, Simon and Garfunkel, Mrs. Robinson. You talk about paying for rights to make that soundtrack right every single one of those every single respect when you have mrs uh when you have simon and garfunkel mrs robinson and aretha with respect on the same one and that's just like two of like 20 amazing songs right what a soundtrack of course we all know the movie but if you rewatch it and really pay attention to the music that's playing in the background it's gonna matter so so much like when for when young forest like kind of breaks out of the braces Hound Dog, you know, he starts moving with it because Hound Dog is playing on the television screen with Elvis kind of like swaying back and forth. And that's kind of like how he started doing. And then eventually breaks out of the braces. And then, you know, Turn, Turn, Turn is a huge moment. Just all those songs, of course, the Vietnam era songs that when he goes to Vietnam, you listen to it now with and pay attention to the background. That soundtrack is unbelievable. Forrest you know Gump, what? number That's, one. Yes, that that is a really, really good top <laughs> pick. I'm very, very impressed because when you first said Forrest Gump, when, as soon as you said The Feather, I was thinking, okay, okay, what songs, what songs? But you're right. It is chock full of so many different yeah. styles of music. And you're right about getting the rights. I actually, my former roommate here in New York, who's now the godfather of my child, who I met in the music industry, uh, that's what he does. He helps get get the rights of songs into TVs, commercials, and films. And it is no easy task. It is, I mean, this industry is such a big one and it is not easy. And in fact, I mean, we deal with it here at Fox. You know, if you play a little bit of a song, you're talking about copyright, you know, it's and and if it sounds similar, it is a, it is a big deal. Yeah. And, and, and for a movie to be able, it's a double disc album too. And for a movie to be able to get Forrest that. Forrest Gump is a double disc. Double disc, yeah. <laughs> and, and we, yeah remember double disc? Yes. Those, those don't yes. happen anymore these days. Double you know? album, yeah. Oh, man. But yeah. I, I, that's my number one because it's, uh, there's just so many jams that, you know, you can be five years old and appreciate, you know, start sure. moving to respect mm-hmm. to, you know, 85 and appreciate the song. Right. So. Great movie. That's my number one. What about you? What you got? My number one is your number five. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's that's how we're gonna do this. All we're right. Gonna, we're gonna bookend this. Uh, Almost famous. It, it's just it's one of my favorite movies. Period. And it the storyline and watching you know watching William uh, following along the band and uh, all of the different songs that are on this soundtrack. Almost famous. One of the most famous road trips in this '70s rock movie, uh, and you mentioned some of the some of the bands that are in it: The Who, Led Zeppelin, David Bowie, Leonard Skinner, the Allman Brothers Band, um, and of course the the Elton John sing, um, scene in that movie. Um, but also, when I look at Rod Stewart, hmm. when you look at Nancy Wilson, who of course is married to Cameron Crowe, and you know that scene where um, Penny Lane 
is on the abandoned uh, dance floor of the concert hall and she's swirling around. Right. Uh, that is a song called Lucky Trumbull by Nancy Wilson. Uh, so mm. she wrote that and it's kind of this, you know, wistfully kind of longingly a uh, little ballerina thing that she does. Um, Cat Stevens is in there, of course. And um, that's another one that had to get the rights. I mean, uh, you, all yeah. those, uh, you know, a lot of those artists aren't cheap. Simon to include, Garfunkel. Yeah. A lot of those artists aren't cheap to keep. And and I love that we both have Almost Famous. If there was one movie that we both had, I'm so excited that it is Almost Famous because especially for this kind of industry that we're in, like I looked at Almost Famous as like that was I always wanted to be that, like, you know, kind of just taking a chance, going out there, seeing where the world takes you. We both work in the news. We both work in entertainment. And that's kind of a that's like the journalism, you know, yeah. Story right there. Like the journey's never set in front of you. You just have to see where it takes you. Do you have a favorite yeah. scene in the movie? Other uh, than the Elton John bus? Well, I mean, that's amazing. Probably, you know, when, uh, I mean, you are home. When yeah. she says you are home. When you are home. Yeah. You know, just like <laughs> you are home. Like, With the yeah. fingers going over the face. Yeah. Oh, the golden god scene. when. He, yes. <laughs> probably more my uh, personality, the golden god scene. <laughs> my party scene. Don't do it. Don't jump off the roof into that pool. Don't do it. Mike. Uh, what about uh, favorite scene for well, you? Well, I think it's, it's a small moment. And okay. I swear to God, I rewind it five times in a row whenever it comes on. And it's when... Um, the lead singer comes and he goes to the house of William when he's wronged him and he's, you know, he didn't back him up for the Rolling Stone article. And he goes to the mom's house and the mom opens the door. William's in the back asleep and he says, is he here? And, you know, or is she here? And he cocks his head and and he's looking. He's he thinks he's looking for a penny lane, Kate Hudson, when it really Penny Lane sent him to William's house because she wanted them to be together so that they could make up. And when she walks in and the sister goes, me? And I, you have to just rewind it right. and watch it. It's, it's really, really funny. And when he goes, hello, and he goes, where am I? <laughs> and it's just it's just the, the whole totally. the whole cadence of that scene cracks me up every single time. So that's one of my favorite scenes. But the whole thing overall is just it just feels good. It sounds good. It looks good. It's all happening. It's, it's all, all happening. Right? It's all <laughs> happening. So well, well listen, we, we, have we gave a lot of homework for everybody uh, watching this and hopefully, you know, they can relate to some of these lists. But if not. When you see these movies, now appreciate the soundtrack that much more. Maybe they already had them right. on their own personal top five list. But now when I see, you know, if I go, we watch Rockstar, I'm going to think about that again. You know, and like right. it's been a minute or the big chill, for example. Like yeah. I haven't thought about that in a minute, but now I'm going to rewatch right. it and appreciate the music. And also not just from our list, but, you know, think about your own top five movie soundtracks. And what what are those what are those movies that stand out to you in your mind? Maybe it maybe it's the music that has made it so memorable for you. And you can go back and, you know, give the artist some love and buy the soundtrack. <laughs> right? Support real music. Yes. 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 We like that. All right, Mike. Good times. What's your uh, Instagram handle? How do I follow? Everything you? is The Gun Show. G-U-N-Z. Last name Guns will be. Nickname is Guns. G-U-N-Z. You can follow me on all the social platforms. The Gun Show. Frequently on uh, Fox News and Fox Business. And, of course, on Fox News Headlines 24-7. And I will ask you to follow me on Instagram at Laura Ingle TV, Ingles with an I, and also on Twitter at Laura Ingles. So we want to thank everyone for listening. Absolutely. And again, please subscribe, rate, review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at foxnewspodcast.com and let us know your top five. I want to hear from you. Tell me, what is it? 
Absolutely. What's your top five? <laughs> Tell us. All right, Guns. All right, you've, awesome. been listening. you've been listening to Fox Top 5 on the Fox News Podcast Network. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.